0: This is the Let Get Discussion Podcast.
1: Only only you you will understand understand and appreciate appreciate what's about to to happen. Now this goes out to my people's representing me, a, e, a smooth operator, operator smooth operating correctly. Up. Now this goes out to my people's representing
2: me, eclectic relaxation.
1: Now this goes out to my people's representing me, East Coast, West Coast, and Worldwide. <laughs> rock crews and make moves with all the mommies? E. You can see bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies? I'm allowed to introduce myself, you want the man. Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. You said I'm not to eat,
0: you wanna make it burn.
1: Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. That's when I step up in the place. Ain't no watch that, correct? Girls, rub on your titties. I've got that knot, shit that make you work your neck. Look up, but fuck ugly. My attitude is all fucked up and real shit. I, I got you stuck on the realness. We be the infamous. I wanna break it down you, can't see. you gotta get your groove on. I wanna break it down you can't see. I speak clearly so you can understand. E. The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Yeah,
2: so I've already done a show about grade school, I did a show about high school, Um, I did the after show, uh, after school show, where we talked about um, things that we did when we got home, but I was still thinking about all the games that we played and all the other stuff that happened once, you know, you went outside after you know you get home from school yeah of course now look i rode the school bus so um when school was over they would let the this was like elementary they would let the people that walked to school leave first and then we got on the bus and so we get on the bus and you know riding riding back rapping songs and playing punch buggy and finding other reasons to punch each other (laughs) <laughs> I get in trouble, and of course, live transformers. All the stuff that we did when we were on the school bus. So then you get home, and, and I had a, I had a about a three block walk, yeah, about a three block walk from um from the bus stop to my house. So you know you walk walking and you're thinking about you know food and <laughs> what you're gonna do when you get home. The other thing. Now that I think about it, it, was cool, genius on on some people's part. When we were on the school bus, you always had those nerds. <laughs> That's right, you know, That would do. They would be doing their homework while they were on the bus. So we would be, you know, playing around and flicking buggers or whatever the hell. And there would be people just fucking books open doing homework, and we'd be like, the "Fuck, you doing? Come on!" But in retrospect, it was genius. Cause by the time they got home, they wouldn't have to do homework. They could just dumb out and have fun. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It never clicked. That was, they, I guess that's why they call them nerds. They, they, they're, they're a step ahead of everybody. I was, I thought I was smart. I fucking, I didn't even go to the second grade. I almost didn't go to the fifth and sixth. <laughs> Fuck, I was in gifted programs. I never thought they knew my fucking homework on the, on the school bus. Also never really did my homework. Bye, guys. Anyway, so you, you would get home, and you put on your play clothes. Because you had school clothes, and you had play clothes. And this was back in the day. When you didn't do that fucking school uniform shit, you had to come to school fresh. And you had to come to school fresher than everybody else. That was, that was it. That was part of the game. The whole fucking... What I'm going to wear for the first day of school thing. You had to, what I'm going to rock them with. And, and and then you had to tease the people that wore the same outfit every other day. I mean, that was just the rite of passage. You had to tease them. They had to, come on. What, else, what are you going to do? And so now you got... Uh, uniforms and then people have wrinkled uniforms I guess you talk about that you don't have an iron but you had to be fresh back in the day so anyway you come home and you put on your play clothes because if you went outside in your school clothes there would be some slow sinking and father bringing your peoples would beat you because they could beat you back in the day so you put on your play clothes, which was basically uh, the previous year's school clothes, <laughs> because you had outgrew them, and you would uh, your mother would cut up your jeans and then turn them into shorts. So <laughs> you would have to rock the cut-off jeans, you looking like a mal- malnutrition, incredible Hulk out there. Jeans were never purple, though. Uh, Shouts to cross colors. But you would look, <laughs> you look like um, either a malnutrition. Incredible Hulk, or the, um, uh, the, the guy off the Tennessee Pride Sausage, <laughs> the Jimmy Dean guy, or <laughs> whoever he was. Um, but anyway, so you had options when you went outside to play. You you could, um, you could play games, or you could ride bikes, and it was, alright, so look, you ride bikes, the rule was, and I already did a, uh, I did a story about me riding bikes and, and, the, and the ramp and, and big Well stories and all that stuff. But saying, so you ride bikes, the rule was you go down the streets that you never been. So you get on the bike like, damn, i never been down that street. I'm going to go down that street. And, 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 you know, it was part adventure, but part you wanted to find out where all the girls at your school lived. Because you would be on the school bus And the school bus will let the girls off somewhere And then go about the business So when you get on the bike and you find You ride to at least that bus stop You're like, damn, they gotta live somewhere around here It gotta be walking distance So you will ride around the streets you've never been to Because it's after school So maybe the girls are outside playing So you just happen to ride by on your your bike Like, yeah, so, what's up? And that's how you, you know, come on. That's what you do. So you, you would, uh, you would, you would walk around and and, 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 and check, check, uh, check for the girls. See if they were playing outside, you know. Then you would have to make sure your, your bike was clean, you know. So you had to clean your bike. Because if you did find them, yeah, you, you couldn't be rolling up in the, the crusty, the crusty Schwinn. You can couldn't, couldn't have a mongoose all muddy. And we would figure out ways to make the you know, your bike stand out and try to do something. Because we were poor, so you couldn't just go to the bike shop. <laughs> shouts to Dudley and Arnold but you can go to the bank shop and get like cool reflectors or stickers or nothing you just have to make do with what you have like <clears throat> I think one year I, I glued a, a watch face <laughs> to my handlebars I had, like it was a broken watch or something so I glued that side of the clock so when my mother said I had to be home at a certain time I looked at the clock or something I'd be like yo what time is it I'm like yeah well I got this right here <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, You know, because you you had people that would put um, uh, baseball cards or basketball cards in the spokes. See, we didn't do that because we actually wanted our cards. So we wouldn't even put, like, you know, a Tom Gugliata or nothing. <laughs> Shouts to Tom. Well, we wouldn't put even whack cars in there because fucking we just went and paid uh, 15 cents for those things. Crazy. Well, what we would do, because we're broke and poor, on the back of your bike. There was always a circle. There was always a hole in the frame, like back where the wheel goes in. We would take a stick and you put that in there and then it would make a sound when it hits the spokes. We didn't think that it was actually messing up the spokes. We just put it in there because it made a sound so when you're rolling people know it was you. what you did. Um, Tennis balls, you put in the spokes. If you found a tennis ball, nobody was going to fucking buy a tennis ball. But you find a tennis ball, you put it in there. Some people had little flags that they would put on the back. Oh, and shout outs to the honeycomb uh, license plates that used to come (laughs) that you could get (laughs) in the honeycomb cereal. get the license plates, but those on your bike. Um, I think one time I taped a... Uh, a, a dictation, you know, the the thing with the speakers you speak into. I, I put that on my bike somehow, cause then it had a speaker, so you play music. I had a radio, I had an in dash, in dash Huffy radio. That was dope. How dare you? Uh, but so that was always uh, the the fresh fresh thing to do. Um, uh, The first time you rode your bike down the stairs, that was big, because I was always scared. I thought that the front wheel would catch and I'd flip over and die. But that didn't happen. That was good. Um, the first time you did a willy, because I had an uncle that could do a Willie from one end of the block to the other. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. But I didn't want well, um, to do a willy, well I didn't want to do a Willie, cause I figured if I pulled the bike up, I fall backwards and die. So I didn't want to do that, but I eventually figured that out. Some people could do the willy without no hands with and then the fucking it would spin the wheel and the handlebars and it'd go, I couldn't do that. I was gonna fucking turn and die. And all I could do was like the bunny hop. When you take your (laughs) hands under the handlebars and lift it up and come off the ground a little bit, I could do that. I was like, "Look, check me out." But that was pretty much it. Um, We would, we would. Now, if you chose not to ride bikes, if it was not a ride a bike day, you know, you just go outside and, and see. I was, I was the man in the neighborhood, and anybody that grew up on that block. They would know that if they were listening, they would co sign. It, it was me. I would come out, I would tell you when it was time to come out. <laughs> I would come outside and I would hit my steps. They had steps, prominent steps in the neighborhood on the, on the beginning of the block. And, and people would know I was outside because I would bring my radio outside. Radio and playing music. They'd hear it, be like, oh, he's out. Let's go. Everybody, let's go outside and have some fun. <laughs> So we we like do freestyles on the steps, we'd rap and stuff. And it was no nobody wrote any rhymes. We would just go out there and just start rapping. It would have an instrumental, somebody beatbox or something or bang on something, and we just rap. It was probably whack. It was probably terrible. But well, except for me. But there's no uh, audio evidence of this. So let's just say that I was incredible with it. <laughs> so we do that. Of course, kickball. We definitely play kickball that was a staple after school. Shouts to the dirty volleyball that came out of nowhere that we would eventually use. Um, and it was it was always a dirty volleyball and it was always a ghost man on um, first. <laughs> I don't know why it was always a ghost man on first, but we would, we would, we would do that. we play kickball and uh, no shouts to the person that would roll you the ball too fast got to roll it slow And if they were cool with you they let it hop a little bit So you can get under it But anyway um, <laughs> Then of course uh, Dirty volleyball uh, Basketball we, I talked about that On the previous show Some, How the dirty volleyball Came from nowhere And we would play basketball On a hollowed out milk crate I don't know where The milk crate came from I don't know who cut the bottom Out of the milk crate I don't know who took the milk crate And nailed it to the top Of somebody's garage All I know Is that it was there We had the dirty volleyball And we played and I had the ill turnover, uh, not turnover, turn around. I had the ill turnaround and I could dunk. So I was incredible. And with the dirty volleyball, take that. Uh, (laughs) We had, uh, we race, you do the race in the streets where one person, usually a girl, would be at the end of the street with her arms Hold out, you know, wide, and we would run, and the first person slap her hand won the race. But then you would have the if she liked one of us a little bit more, she would move her hand, and so the other person would lose and slap it, and that wasn't good. It was Kim, Kim, you're a cheater. So, so we would do that. Um, king in the mountain, king in the mountain, king of the hill, depending on where you grew up. I don't know. I guess if you grew up in uh, Boulder, Colorado, it might be king in the mountain. It was so we play. King of the Mountain, King of the Hill, it was a brutal game. It was, usually when we play games outside, the girls would be like, hey, can we play too? And we'd be like, no, God, out of here. But King of the Mountain, they didn't even want to play, because it was just, it was no frills, it was no holes barred uh, boy game. So basically, if you're unfamiliar, this is how it goes now. You find a big, the biggest hill that you can find in your neighborhood. And usually it's some kind of, I think we, it was a church that we found. Listen, we can do what we want. I think it was a church or a school or something. And if we didn't play like right outside of my place, it was a small hill, but it was a massive hill like six blocks away that we would go. Um, but anyway, and whoever was it, <laughs> that's the thing. Whoever was it would be the king of the mountain. But this was the only game where you kind of wanted to be it, but people really didn't mind. That was the, listen. So you would do, you would figure out how you would be it, and you would do bubblegum, bubblegum, and a dish, and <laughs> you would do all of that, and you the whoever was it or king of the mountain would be up at the top. And all your friends, everybody else, would be at the bottom of the hill, and all they had to do was run up the hill and dethrone you, basically get up to the top of the hill. That's all they had to do. The fun part came in, whereas the king of the mountain, you did whatever you had to to get them back down the hill. So you punch them, you push them, you shove them, you kick them, you roll their asses back down the hill, and it was it was no host barred. It was it was it was. It was brutal So when you picked who was going to be the king of the mountain People didn't get sore It's like I'm just going to run up there and beat your ass And take you down the mountain And then I'll be the king So we didn't care It was like um, football Tackle football without a football Or any rules <laughs> So we would do that We would play uh, We would play king of the mountain um, And the girls didn't want to play Because it was like we ain't not want to But in retrospect maybe we should have let them play So we could Anyway, um, I actually flew a kite I flew <laughs> that's the thing I did when I was out of school. Listen, flying kites is the fucking dumbest thing in the history of dumb things. Flying kites are so whack, especially when you're like six, six years old four or five six years old because nobody tells you that you need wind first <laughs> you forget a kite okay where you get a kite from you, you get it from the back of your comic books where they got the uh, x-ray glasses and the sea monkeys and you order one from there or at the book fair at school where you can order when you order your mad libs book or you choose your own adventure books and you order a kite or something or down at the 7-eleven where they have the kites they had a kite by the door and thing like they were umbrellas. And you pick it right next to where the comic books were. So anyway, I had a kite. And I went outside to fly my kite. And nobody tells me anything. I'm a little kid. I'm like, I want to fly a kite. I don't know why I wanted to fly a kite. It just seemed like something that a kid would do. So I'm, I get my kite, and it's just there. So I run with it. And my mother's in the window like, well, run and was like, all right so i run with the kite and then it's kind of coming up off the ground and then it does nothing it hits me in the back of the shin and scratches me and just lays on the ground it was like this is the fucking dumbest shit ever so at one time i had wind somebody gave me some wind and I was, I was running and then it went up in the air and you know you unroll the the spindle deal to give a little string and it's flying in the air And it's up there, and it's got a kite, and it's flying up in the air. And then once it's flying in the air, you realize something very important. It's dumb. I'm just standing here, and there's fucking string, and it's up there. It's flying in the air. People come outside like, oh, shit, yeah, there's a kite. And look, it's flying. It's like, yeah, but this is fucking it. I can't go nowhere. I can't move. Because if I do, the kite's going to fall down. Um, I'm just standing here with uh, some string um, and a stick. And some plastic flying in the air that you gotta put together, by the way, and it's not easy. But so it was just dumb. I don't, I guess that's why it was a put down or a bad thing when someone said, ah, go fly a kite because it's stupid. I don't, (laughs) I mean, I grew up in the fucking inner city, it wasn't like I was on the beach running around flying a kite, and even if I was, it was still stupid. You're just standing there with a string and some plastic floating. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) Anyway. But we would play Paper Airplanes though. Play Paper Airplanes and you fold those. That was fun because you had different ways you could fold the plane and you had uh, intricate things you, you didn't tell your friends. Like, if you bend the nose in just a little bit, it'll fly and, and it'll, it'll glide. And if you do it inside a little bit more, it makes the nose heavy so they fly further. And but they you know, they crash harder. But then you had you could rip the back of the, the wings for like uh, uh, wind resistance and air flaps. And you oh the little loop that you put in the middle people don't know. I was. Paper airplane master So if you If you do the flaps It'll do a loop to loop When you throw it And you had to throw it The right way You had to You know You had to jerk it Wow Um Hashtag Chris Hansen Um would you do that? We play paper airplanes, and then you color them. And everybody was did the stupid thing. They would take the GI Joe and try to put him in the paper airplane to fly, which was dumb because paper airplane is too light. The GI is heavy, and he just falls down and breaks. But then you realize that at the GI Joe breaks that that little screw in the back, you 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 are introduced to the O-ring, and then you can find out that you can swap player, uh, swap parts for your GI Joes, so you can give the Baroness uh, battle armor, and you can put Destro's head on Lei J, and you can <laughs> give uh, Cobra Commander the uh, battle android trooper arms and the hooks. So you can, and then you would you would tell your friends because they didn't know. And you would go down there and you have like um, uh, a Destro body with the Baroness head and like uh, fucking, uh, uh, I don't know who, the, the snow serpent feet, the snow serpent legs. And they were like, like, yeah, this one just came out and my, my, my boy in New York sent it to me and you can't even get it. And I'm like, damn, this is incredible. Like yeah, this is from one of the Arctic missions when the Baroness uh, uh, Dr. Mind to turn the barrenness in the destro and <laughs> just lie. <laughs> but you, that's that's what that's what you do as a kid, you lie. Play we play red light, green light. Red light, green light was dope. It's classic. One, two, three, red light. Uh <laughs> people always cheated. But when we were caught, uh, we didn't get mad. It was no beef. We didn't just like quit playing, no. Um because if you quit and went home you'd be bored and all your friends were still playing so he <laughs> like you know how you had kids like when you when you got older the, the younger kids would get mad or something and leave and go home and it's like damn well we didn't do that when we were little because you go home and you'd be bored because your mother and father are sitting at home watching uh a, Falcon Crest and Knot's Landing, so you couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't watch TV. If you had an Atari, you couldn't play it because you only had one TV. And what were you gonna do? You're gonna play, uh, uh, play, do your homework. That was what you were gonna play and and wait for dinner, because like, all your friends was out there playing and you the one that got mad and left. So it will always be that one that would try to pull that. But then when they got home and realized it was wasn't nothing to do, they'd come back and they was just like we'd be playing red light, green light, and they'd sit there and want somebody to give them some attention. But oh you can come back and play. Like, nah, get out of here, you quit. So you just sit over there and watch our fun and amazement and joy and laughter. (laughs) Just stew in and be pissed until we switch games. Uh (laughs) Um That's, that's 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 what would happen that was a penalty. Anyway um I'm going to take a break and I'll come back with uh, some more stuff they used to do when we went outside to play um, after this. I wish
1: I was a kid again back in the day when I was just a little nigger I looked up to my bigger robe begged if I could kick it so when he went out with girls I could go tagging along nagging if she had a sis maybe could mack a baby hood rat. Y'all remember way back then when it was 1985 all the way live I think I was about 10 One of those happy little niggas Singing the blues That be always trying to bag With the shag and karate shit Saying yo mama black His mama this His mama that Then he get mad and want his crap We stay mad about 10 minutes Then it's like back on the bike To play hide and go get it With the younger hoes By the bungalows Then switch to playing ding dong ditch When that gets old And too cold to hack it Threw on a bomber jacket You can tell the ballers Cause they fell wearing gazelles If they really had money raised sport And all the girls had they Turkish link If it broke, then they made earrings to it Like they meant to do it But sometimes I still sit and reminisce Then think about the years I was raised back in the days back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid and, and everybody in the days say when i remember I was way, young, back when and way back when everybody say i back when and everybody say i back when back when some days days I like I was I'm still back in the days, but now the year is 87, 88, that's when my crew and I were
0: in After the of right Hi, time for timer to make a week's supply of healthy after-school snacks. Now some weekend when it's raining and your mother is complaining because you're hanging around just twiddling your thumbs. Tell your mom that you've been itching to make something in the kitchen, and oh yes, the mess will be a minimum. But the thing that's going to please her is you make it in the freezer, and nothing could be easier to fix. Now just watch as I go through it, really all you need to do it is some kind of juice and just a few toothpicks. Okay, now take an empty ice tray, and fill it up with orange juice, or lemonade, or pomegranate juice, or whatever turns you on. Then, cover the tray with plastic wrap, carefully poke the toothpicks through the plastic, put it in the freezer, and in a few hours, presto, Stacks of snacks! Don't wait until it rains before you try this nifty trick, you'll have a fun time making sunshine on a stick! Uh-oh. Back to the
2: um. What else did we play? We had Mother May I, which was a very interesting game. Um, like we had to play because the girls played, and I'm I'm thinking at some point we enjoyed it as guys. <laughs> it was an interesting game because you would play uh, first. How did we even learn how to play these games? Like, everyone was listening to this, we grew up in different places at different times, and we all did the same things with the same rules. There was no book, no internet, no instructions, no game master guru. We just did. You know, there has to be something to this. We played um, uh, Mother May I, and one person would be at the front, and everybody else would be facing them, and they would ask, Mother May I do these crazy, weird steps so they can get to her, and then they would take over. But it was things like baby steps and pirouettes and umbrella steps and (laughs) moonwalks. And they weren't very masculine, but we did it. And I don't even know if if a guy got up there, we would do Father May I. And technically, you could cheat, because if you didn't want someone to get up there, you would just simply say, no, you may not, <laughs> when he said, mother, may I? It's a very intricate game, very intricate, non-masculine game. but. <laughs> Back to how do we figure this out? Because I don't remember any mother or father outside teaching their kids how to play freeze tag or the rules to uh, double dutch or how to draw the, the hopscotch board. Or I, we played bubblegum bubblegum in a dish to figure out who was going to be it. Nobody came up with those rules. Being it was universal. Nobody said, listen, um, somebody's going to be called it. And you just gonna fuck up their self-esteem for the rest of their life. That that never happened. It was just uh, you you were it, and these were the rules. No, I didn't. I was only child, so I didn't have a brother or sister teaching me the rules. I don't. Nobody's older brother or sister wanted to play with anybody that was our age to teach us the rules. So, but we just figured it out somehow. You know, it's. is bugged out so, like Mother Man, baby steps. Who, but you know, we did it, it's <laughs> very interesting. Um, we play hide and seek, and hide and seek could go a couple of different ways. So, you, you first, you know, you figure out who's gonna be it again with the <laughs> the social deviant it, and, and then you, you got two things so. If there's people that you didn't like or didn't want to play with, when when the person goes to count and everybody goes to hide and they start looking for people, you just wouldn't look for them. <laughs> just like everybody we like is back at home base, everything's cool, all right, we'll play a different game or start it up again and then they come out like, yo, where, where were you? <laughs> you didn't come look for me. You're like, oh, our bad, we we thought you went in, we thought you had laughed, you, you was, didn't want to play or something. Um, but then you had the other way. If a person that you didn't like was it, so when they turned around to the base and started counting, you know, so everybody could hide, we just go in the house. We just everybody was just leave. We just going go in the house, or or we were all like. Go to the store or <laughs> something, and then come back later. You know, go in the house and eat, and you know, do homework, watch a cartoon or something. Come back out, and he'd be like, "Wow, where were, where were you guys at? Like, hey, we found the the, the, the bomb hiding space." And like, oh, for real, where were we at? Well, we can't tell you because then you you know, and then we couldn't hide there anymore. So, <laughs> just had to you had to freak it like that. That was that was fun. Um, uh, home base always the big tree in the yard, or or the porch, or the steps. Cause when you get a lot of people, you couldn't do the tree because everybody had to have a hand on base. So if it wasn't enough, you know, enough space, you had to do something else. So you had to have a foot on the porch or a foot on the steps or something. So that was something. Um, we had we had Atari. But the thing about back in the days is we didn't treat video games as um something that we had to do. You know, we didn't really play that much after school. We watched cartoons then we went outside. Atari was for rainy days or when nothing else was on TV and or you know, were in or something and you didn't nobody was going out to to snowball fight or something. It was, you know, or like, I'm only child, so when my cousins would come over, we'd play, or people's brothers and sisters would play, but it was never an alternative to going outside and playing. It was go outside and play, then something else, But You had to go go outside and play. It, It wasn't even, video games wasn't even more important than cartoons at the time. It was, video games was okay. I got that. Um, but me and my mother, we used to battle. We used to. It was chronicled on one of the previous shows. Me and my mother going back and forth on centipede and space invaders. I used to crush her, and she's not listening to the show, so she can't dispute it. And don't tell her because she might, <laughs> she might pull the old game out. Um, we we played we played stick ball, um, baseball, wiffle ball, whatever kind of ball that you played, we played it. Um, I went a long time without an in incident as a kid, but eventually, I did the uh, sitcom, uh, young kid movie, uh, stereotype, stereotypical thing. I hit a ball through the neighbor's window and shattered the window, <laughs> and I couldn't run or like hide or anything. They knew it was me, and I knew them, so. I had to pay, like, $20 or something, so they didn't get them, well, I didn't have to pay shit, I was, like, eight, my mother had to pay, she wasn't happy, but, listen, I was a kid, what do you want from me? I had a mean swing, actually, it was a foul ball, anyway, <laughs> um, played football, you, of course you play football as a kid, you get, you find a dirt field, you play football, we used to play football in the street, Uh and we played the scramble game. You throw the football up in the air, and then whoever catches it, um, you just tackle them and crush them. So <laughs> that that was something. Um, then. <laughs> But we would play in the street or we play like in the yard and you would draw the plays up on dirt. You huddle around. Be like four people, four and four. And you would huddle around and draw the plays on the dirt like, yeah, all right, this is what you do. You go to the blue Chevy and you cut left. Then you, you take three steps past the tree on the right and you turn and you curl. And then <laughs> you you just streak. And then you
0: would That's like it. slant
2: past the steps. And, and And that was because you would have all-time quarterbacks. And what all-time quarterbacks was is if you had an odd number or you had, like, somebody's older brother or whoever was older um, probably had a better arm, and they would be the quarterback for both teams. So, you know, you would do it like that. But the thing was you couldn't rush the quarterback. And it was always uh, passing. There was no running, because you can't block when you're playing four on four. It was really, you know, and it was always tackle. We don't play no... I mean, it was two-hand touch if you were playing in the street. Otherwise, <laughs> it would be a lot of death um, going on. But um, it was no running. And it was passing, but you couldn't rush the quarterback. Well, you could rush your quarterback, but the only way you could do that is you had to count steamboats. And... <laughs> So whoever was going to rush the quarterback would stand in front of the quarterback while he was, you know, reading the offense and getting ready to pass and just count steamboats. either count three steamboats, five steamboats, or seven steamboats. And you figure that out in the beginning of the game, what you're going to do. Basically, um, it was three-step drop, five-step drop, seven-step drop. We were geniuses. And so you would just sit there and count one steamboat, two steamboats. Then once you hit three, fuck, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, so... That was that was uh, that was fun. That's what we used to do there. Um, let me hold on. Let me take another quick break and and come back and and do some more cuz I th- oh, basketball. I got to talk basketball. I got a story um, after this.
1: Here with my main man, Michael Jordan. Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stunts? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. It's the shoes in right? Nah. Is it the short socks? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. The shoes? The shoes. The shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes.
2: Okay. So basketball was different. Now this is not uh dirty volleyball milk crate basketball. <laughs> this was authentic basketball. Like uh, we used to play, me and my me and my best friend we'd go down to this court and we play basketball all the time. Um we would emulate we always had to be our favorite players so if we had the jerseys it was even better but this was before we could afford jerseys and by we I mean ask our parents to buy us jerseys well, he would he would always be Isaiah Thomas and I would want to be Magic because that's my dude so when we played like teams it was always Magic and Isaiah if we was on the same team or, the, or opposing teams and that was crazy but if we were playing one on one he would be Isaiah, and I would have to be, I mean, because I could be Magic, but trying to do, like, uh, no-look passes to nobody because we're playing one-on-one, or, you know, Magic didn't have to L jump shots or anything back then. I would have to do a sky hook or something, but anyway. So I would have to be, like, Neek or, or Dr. J or, you know, fucking Vinny microwave Johnson. Anyway, we, we would play, and we would do that for, like, hours. And it's one court. I used to go to school and then come home, and it was right behind my um, house. I played it every day. It was a middle school, and I had a court in the back. I was a court legend. Listen, I have no reason to lie to you, even though I could lie to you, because you don't know. But this is the honest truth. Court legend. Never lost a game. Ever lost a game. Team game, one-on-one game. I had never lost a game for... Two years, two and a two plus, two and a half. Never lost a game except for this one time I almost lost. All right. All right, check it out. This is what happened. So I used to always go over there to the court just to play. It'd be by myself. I used to, I used to play one, one on one games with myself. Like if it was like on a Saturday after cartoons and everything went off and uh, say by the Bell and Wee's Playhouse and Teen Summit, shouts to another. I would just go out and nobody would be out there. I would just go out and play. And I would shoot at one hoop and then run. I would be the other person and run and play both hoops. I would do full court just to practice, you know. I, used to, I was a basketball junkie. And so I used to go out there one time went out there to play and it was it was it wasn't packed but people was playing on both courts and it was people waiting. It wasn't packed but it was enough it was about 20 people down there 15 15 20. so I' go down there and they were playing 21 on one side and well on both sides but they' were playing 21. it was older people and younger kids on the side and at this time I'm probably uh, 13 you know maybe. And so I go out there, and it was, like, a 16-year-old dude playing. It was housing. And and I walked up, and one of the other kids there, you know, like 9, 10, because I was a core legend in them, because mostly it was... So if I was 13, the average age of the kids that would come out there would be, like, 11, you know, 11, 12. I'd be, like, one year older than them. So, listen, I ain't take advantage of it. Was just, I didn't I didn't tell them to show up. So, but anyway... Uh, like the 16 year old dude was there I mean, Listen he might have been 16 At the time he looked like he was about 27 He had like stubble And <laughs> fucking old ass muscles Anyway So um, the One of the one of the little kids He was like 9, 10, 11 He's like oh let him play he's never lost On the court and then the dude Old ass um, <laughs> Nanny goat face dude was like oh he never lost I was just like Nah, 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 let's play I was like, I'll wait And he's like, nah, let's play and I was like, okay, so we play 21 And he's like, no, one on one Because he wanted to beat me So all the kids was like, oh And everybody got it right The people on the other court stopped playing To come see me get my ass beat And that's rude So, so we're playing the ball We're playing the game Make a long story short Because I, I tend to ramble he played the 21 and um, you call no buzz to 18. I don't, again, another thing, a rule that came up out of nowhere. You just play on one day, and you get the 18 or 16. And somebody say, no bus. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And then they tell you, and then that's what you do for the rest of your life. <laughs> but, so, uh, yada, yada, yada. We played the 21. And he had 18, I think. And I had... 16, I think, I said, the way it worked out was I ended up with uh, 20 points, and he had 20 points, but I had the ball, yeah, so this is what happened, so I scored, and he checked the ball, because you got to check the ball, again, another rule that, I mean, fucking referee, I got to check the ball to you for him, um, but so after you check the ball, you, after you score, you get the ball again. But you check and then you start playing. If you miss, and if you mess, you got to go back. Um, the person, if you get the rebound, the other person got to go back past the um, free throw line or the three point line, depending on your rules. Whatever. I was about to lose. He had twenty points. I had eighteen. This yeah, this is what happened. He had twenty points. I had eighteen. I had the ball. Well, he had the ball, but he missed. If he wouldn't have scored then, it would have been over And the legend of uh, lowercase e would have been extinguished. But it didn't happen. So he missed, and I got the ball. I had 18. And no, I didn't have 18 because he called bust on me. And something happened. Listen, damn it. (laughs) Eventually, I had 18. It was 18 to 20. And then I scored, and I had 20. And so then it was next point win, basically. And my jump shot wasn't really falling that whole game. I hit like maybe, you know, I hit a couple of two-pointers because when you're playing by ones, the three-point lines, the two points, so I hit a couple of those. But what happened was I was doing a lot of driving because, oh, on this court, listen, so I told you I ramble. On this court, I had a special shot. It was like double dribble. in the corner, three pointer, I had a special shot. It was some kind of weird baby hook. Again, I told you, Magic Johnson, but I could only do it on that court. I couldn't do it anywhere else. I don't even know how to maneuver my body to do, I couldn't even practice the shot. If I went to play on a different court, I couldn't even do it. I. But as soon as I stepped on that court, I would get the ball and I could do it. And it always went in. Now, that part of the story is irrelevant because I didn't use that shot to win the game. But you still needed to know that. Anyway, so what happened was I got the ball and then I got 20 points and then I had to check the ball. And so he was standing like in the in the paint. And I was at the free throw line because you had to check the ball. You had to be at least past the free throw line. So he checked the ball. I ch- ch- he checked it back. I got the ball. I just made a step to the right and just pulled up for the jumper, went in, I won. And fucking, basically, it was a whole bunch of told you so, and he, never, won- he never lost. And, and I, was, I was looking pretty good, even though everybody thought I was about to lose. And so then the guy, he was old face, old face killer. <laughs> he was mad, and he wanted to play again. And I knew, nope. And I went home. <laughs> and again, ever since then, never lost the game. I saw him again on the court one time, and they were running uh, full court games. He was like, hey, you wanna play? This is the guy. And I was like, nah, I'm good, because he was probably gonna foul me and try to hurt me. And, you know, listen, I'm delicate. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's what happened on, on, on the court. Now, look, later in life, um, when I would come home from college, me and the fellas, would, we would get up in the summer. And, you know, you got three, three months off. Every night around midnight, we would drive to the basketball court at the park, and we would drive up, you know, up on the grass in the court and turn their headlights on because it was midnight. And fucking parks closed and no lights was going on, really. When we turn the headlights on and ball from like midnight to like psh, three, <laughs> three in the morning. That was the odd thing about when you're a kid, and you know, and even in college, you're still a kid. We're in freshman, sophomore year, whatever. We would play for like hours, and 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 nobody would ever get hurt. We nobody would tear ACL. No, <laughs> we, we you sweat. You know, sometimes you would get hurt. Oh, I did get hurt one time. All right. Like, listen, this is what happened. So we were playing at one of my friends' house. And you know how you get the nerf? Not nerf, but the real outside uh, basketball hoops with the pole. And you extend the pole up and you have the backboard and the rim and the whole thing. It was, you know, a real basketball. But it wasn't, like, regulation on a court thing. It was what you put in the driveway or something. So he had one of those. Now, this is around the time where I could actually dunk. I could dunk, it was nice. Um, I couldn't do anything fancy, and I could only dunk off of two feet. I know it's, it's supposedly easier to do it off of one foot, but I couldn't do it, I can only dunk off two feet. It's probably because I really like uh, Dominique Wilkins. Anyway, we were playing, and I went up for a dunk, and I went up for the dunk, but I swung my legs, and you know how those poles have the, like, the nuts and bolts would you know kind of stick off from the side? Well, when I swung my leg, it stuck in my side, and when I came down, it just kept sliding down. It was sliding down my fucking leg, and it was just cutting it open. And you know, you could see white meat, and it was that. Was, it was it was nasty. And so I went home. I went over to his house because it was I was basically went, went in his house, and I was always preconditioned that if you had a uh, wound or an injury, you, you you put alcohol on it. Now everybody's wincing, but he didn't have any alcohol. Um, he had some um, neosporin or hydrogen peroxide, the peroxide shit, yeah, the peroxide shit, that bubble up, so he had some of that. And he put some of that on there, and then he had a couple of ace bandages and some, so I took some ace bandages, I took <laughs> I took like some paper towels, or something, and put it wrapped around the ace bandage, and I couldn't, I could walk a little bit, and I went back out, and I was just shooting jump shots. Like, we would get hurt, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the end of the party. I don't know, the kids was, we were indestructible as kids, you know. It was fucking ridiculous. Like the story I told on my, like, third or fourth show when I cut my finger, and I cut my finger, but I didn't cry until I showed everybody. You would get hurt, but you if you didn't know you were hurt, it wouldn't hurt. You would, like, cut yourself, and you just still be playing until someone say, Hey, um, your arm's bleeding. And you're like, What? Where? And you look at it, and then it start hurting, and you start crying. But <laughs> that's... That's how, that would, that's how that would actually happen. So, um, but yeah, we would, we would play on that court all night, midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning, like every night. And surprisingly, our batteries didn't drain. Um, anyway, after school, joints, uh, hide and seek, of course, uh, freeze tag. Now, freeze tag was my game because you had to be truly dedicated uh, if you got tagged and you had to commit to that position you were in, like we really committed to, you was moving and your arm was up and your foot, you were on one foot and you got tagged, you would stay like that <laughs> until somebody, <laughs> until somebody tagged you. I remember one summer, <clears throat> the neighborhood girls had a wet T-shirt contest in the street. It was like three or four girls and we were too young to really appreciate it at the time. <laughs> like, at the time, we thought it was just funny that they were pulling water down their shirts. It was, like you know, it was older kids and the older guys in the, the neighborhood that was like, yeah. And it wasn't like they had giant breasts. Like, maybe Kim did. Shouts to Kim. But, and Nikki. No, Nikki did Anyway. Um <laughs> But we were just, I was like, ah, uh, your shirt's wet. We didn't know. I had no idea. I was like, seven. Oh, who, what, what do I care? Um we play with uh, the key car. Oh, when you real low, you play with the key cars on the porch. If you don't remember the key cars, those are the joints that you put the key in the back and you squeeze both sides of the key and then the car would shoot off. Those joints was, was crazy. And the cars with the little zip tie things, you would um, put the car down and you would pull the zip thing out of the back of the car real fast and there we go. Those was classic. Um, my favorites was the, the rev back cars. You would take the car and You would rev it back, and then you would put it down and let it go. Those was crazy, because when you do the rev back, it would make a sound, too. Those was dope. dope. Love those. Um, Big Wheels, of course. But that wasn't really after school, because I was probably in kindergarten, but those was dope. Uh, (laughs) I always wanted the Green Machine that That was something, I don't know, I had a lot of fun after school going outside and playing and I was just thinking about because you know you're around and you don't see people you don't see kids playing outside anymore, you know not like you used to. it was we would beg to stay outside longer instead of coming inside and playing video games and getting on the and I mean we didn't have a computer, so maybe that's what it is, but you know, so that's why I wanted to do a, a little show about. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up after this and, and we we'll get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening to me ramble. Be back. Now
1: in my younger days, I used to sport it.
0: Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a Million Dollar Punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King, Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah, my elbow smash will finish Hogan, guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the oh. Giant against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. Uh,
1: back to the show. Hey,
2: Eclectic. Fuck you. Spell it out. F-U-C-K. Just like fabulous. Fuck you. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. You Another know, show is wrapped up. Appreciate you listening and uh, putting up with um, after school and, and freeze tag and red light, green light, and my, my ill-fated basketball stories. Um <laughs> We'll come up with something else. We'll do another show. Um, so, in the meantime, in between time, thank you for the Google Plus and the tweeting and the subscribing. And if you if you care to comment on the website, you know, say what's up. Couple of words, you know, not just hey, great show. If you're just gonna say that, just get out of here. Anyway, look, I'm out.
1: I can't be your lover.